What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another very special edition of the PlayStation Drive over here at Carpool Gaming. My name is Matt. I'll be your host for this wonderful drive that we're going on. And this is going to be episode 49. I'm strapped in, as always, with my absolutely wonderful co-host, Mr. Captain Canada himself, Court Lalonde. How's it going, my friend? Salutations. The numbers thing. 49. All right, man. Right? I know. I, we're I, almost I, at an I, even I stopped. 50. I, I was... I've, I was on a previous podcast before that, or even three dads, and we stopped doing the numbers. And they're like, why? I'm like, because I send the agendas via email. And I'm like, I don't want to put down what number it is anymore. Remember what last episode was. All right. I know. Sometimes it's have to like actually like finger count it out, being like, okay, 41, 42. But we get there. But between the both of us, we'll keep it in check, maybe sometimes, kind of. Beautiful merch, my friend. Where, where can people find that? You Court, can find that if you go to our Twitter or if you go to our, um, yeah, go to our Twitter because our link tree is there. Uh, we'll put a mm-hmm. link in the. I'll throw a link in the YouTube comments right now. Perfect. There you go. So it makes it nice and easy for everyone to find that beautiful merch down below. Now, before we get any deeper into this, we need to clean the garage, my friend. If you like what we do, please support the show. Make sure you're over here. If you're watching our wonderful faces live on YouTube.com every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern time, where we record live to answer your questions and to talk all about PlayStation every week. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share. Hit that bell so you get those wonderful notifications when we go live so you can be here ready to go when we are. Uh, If you like what we do and you want to support us even more hop over to patreon.com slash carpool gaming and throw a little tip in the old tip jar and out comes content there is so much wonderful exclusive content over on patreon so make sure you go check that out it helps us grow it helps support everything that we do here so please hop on over and take a look at that if you can we appreciate it very very much if you're listening to us make sure you hit us with that five stars wherever in whatever podcast service you're listening to us but either it's apple podcast google play uh spotify we're on all of them so make Make sure you hit the five stars, hit that follow, hit that subscribe on there as well. Again, everybody that does that, it just helps us grow. And anytime we come across any five-star reviews, we'll be making sure to read them out and shout out our wonderful people at our back. So thank you so much for that. Now, my friend, we've been talking. We started the car. We've been driving. Let's press play on the playlist and see what we've been up to. Court, my friend, what have you been playing? What's been going on? MLB The Show 22. Like, I can't, yeah. I can't, like, I can't, I can't, I can't stop playing this game. I, I don't know what it is. I haven't, uh, man, I haven't been this into, like, the meta of a game and know everything that's happening in a video game in a very, like, Division 2, I got, I got into the weeds. And MLB The Show, I, I grinded out to do something and then got packs, like, didn't pay for them. I haven't spent any money. And then, t- uh-huh. then did the math and took those three players and sold them because one of them was very good and sold one of my doubles plus Aaron Judge that's good. But I was like, I'm not going to use him. So I sold him just to give Vladdy Guerrero because I'm a huge Blue Jay fan, which he cost a lot of money. Like, I did all these things to do one thing, and it took me, like, eight hours of grinding to get this one player did, did you did you did it ever start wearing on you throughout the eight hours of grinding? Like, like I mean, it does sound like you put a lot of work into it. Did it ever get to the point where you're just kind of like, I wish I could do it? Or are you enjoying the ride? I debated just spending the money. Okay. Yep. Uh, and I didn't do it, but I debated. But no, I I I grind um, when I'm doing three dads or when I'm w- w- working. Um, working. There's a lot of times where I'm grinding and I'm just I'm it's. I don't know. I'm enjoying myself right now. I've I got Vladdy Guerrero. I've got all the Blue Jays. I got Tom Hankey. There's a huge drop today. Um, big nice. content drop and a bunch of players getting upgrades. So I was like, there's a system you can work. There's a stub system and you can go into the market and buy players. So I got a lot of these players two weeks ago um, uh-huh. that I think are going to get upgraded and put into diamonds. So like I invested like a couple stubs in it. Like I bought them at the low point and now they're all like four, but they're going to be like 10,000 stubs and I'm going to be able to turn them and get uh, it's. It's a thing. That's I. I don't think I've been so invested in like a, in a gaming economy probably since like Animal Crossing when I got like deep into the turnips when that was a thing. So I'm glad you're enjoying it. I'm glad that you know even with the rewards economy being how it is, like it's balanced enough that you're enjoying it. That's awesome. And it's a Sony first party game, and it just and uh, I'm I'm playing it on my PS5, but I'm also playing it on my Xbox. So like my Why Xbox not? is my console that's in my office, and my Sony's hooked mm. up to my OLED. So when I'm not working, I play it downstairs in the basement. But when I'm like, oh, I got, oh, I got five minutes, I'll go in, smash through a three-inning game, and then it's weird. And it's seamless. Seamless. 
That's perfect, dude. As long as you're enjoying it, that's the most important thing. I'm glad you're still rocking with it. I'm curious to hear more updates next week. Uh, as for myself, I finally finished Dying Light 2. Um, hmm. the, game, the game is okay. The game is all right. Mm, um, great rowing, glowing review. Yeah, I really enjoyed like the first 10 to 12 hours, and then the next 10 to 12 hours was not as hot. Um, I feel like just a lot, like the storyline, while it does have a few different endings, like I just don't feel like a lot of the choices are ultimately as meaningful as maybe the game was trying to present them to be. Like they just, they just fall a little flat. Like they are interesting and they are cool, but like they don't feel ultimately as important. And like, especially like looking at the kind of upgrade paths, there are certain things like sliding when you're parkouring that like you have to like upgrade a significant amount to get to which i feel should just be part of your repertoire from the beginning like upgrading these things and making them better i think is fine but like they shouldn't be locking basic movement upgrade like basic movement through upgrades um along with the fact that like i had a number of technical issues and even still like the game was apparently much more broken when it initially came out and now me finishing it at the end of april there's it's been patched a bunch but even still i had like severe frame drops in like the downtown area of the city and i mean like like there was i had no frame rate issues the entire time except for that middle where it was just rough um, and other issues where, like, I had to redo 15 to 20 to 30 minutes of gameplay because I would travel all the way across the map because the fast travel just isn't that great mm -hmm. to get to a character that you're supposed to speak to. And then I get locked with, uh, oh, you can't talk to this character. There's enemies around. And there is literally nobody even remotely close by. So, and, like, fast traveling somewhere nearby didn't do anything. I had to fast travel all the way across the map, go to sleep. And then run all the way back for it to kind of unlock itself. So just there are issues with the game. Yikesy. Like the, and the game is um, what four, three a few months? months old now. Yeah. So yeah. my question to you is, as someone that wanted to play the game but um, heard that the jump button is still the bumper. Yep. It's a choice. Um, it's just so weird. Like just as as we're all gamers, jump button is X. Like just get over it. It's the bottom. It's it's always the bottom. There's no other button. Yeah. Just that's the button. Um, is this worth paying for it right now or waiting for it to be like $20? So as a Canadian say, gamer that pays $90. As a Canadian gamer. Games. Yeah. Uh, I think, so A, the jump thing did bother me at first, but I did get used to it and quickly forgot about it. Like when the game is actually like flowing and functioning and you're like, some of those set pieces are a lot of fun. And that's, that's what frustrates me about this game. It is fun when, when it works. Okay. Like there are like flowing through the city is great. Uh, especially as you kind of, you know, get when you finally stu do start getting those upgrades and start moving through at a faster clip and, you know, transitioning between areas more. But for me, I would say unless you're a massive fan of the original and you're like, which I mean, if you were, I'd imagine you already picked up the game. Um, this is a wait for sale for me. This is this is a wait until it's that 20 to 30 um, Canadian dollar mark. And pick it up then. They're doing a lot to the game. They just released like a, a whole new game plus yeah, mode I, and stuff. I, so I saw that. Yeah, they're do they're putting a lot of work into the game. I just don't think where it is right now as a whole justifies full price. So I would tell you to wait for a sale unless you're like I really want some zombie parkour. You'll enjoy it. There's there's fun to be had. Like for me, I think this is the most like six out of ten game I've played in a while, Ooh, which isn't sounds for very me. wait for Game Pass or wait yeah. for PlayStation Plus. Yeah. Hey, like maybe maybe they launch PlayStation Plus with this. That would not be a bad idea. Like really and truly, like this is one of those games. Um, because again, there are good parts to it. I yep. just think that there's so much around it that just drag it down. Uh, and the other game I've been continuing to play is Ollie Ollie World. That game continues to be just a breath of joy and fresh air. It's just so much fun, and like I think it has one of the best. Um, difficulty curves in a game that I've played in a really long time. Like, you don't get to, like, grab to do, like, air grabs until, like, World 3. Like, it really eases you into the process and then lets you retroactively go back and achieve some of those side missions and achieve some of those higher scores on past levels um, just because you're learning progressively through the game in a way that feels really natural without it ever feeling too easy or just kind of, you know, shoved in. Uh, really, really loving this game accessibility is fantastic there's so much cool stuff to in in this game so if you're looking for just a really fun uh you know skateboard platforming game the music's fantastic i'm loving ollie ollie world it's easily one of my favorite games this year so far now it, is this the second one or third this I, is the third one yeah i was gonna say i know i've played it before and i think mm -hmm. it was like playstation 4 yeah there they there have been two before this is like the biggest and kind of like most complete one i would say so far um but 
an absolute blast. It's a lot of fun. It's one of those games where I can just hop in for 15 minutes, knock out a couple levels, and then continue on similarly to what you've been doing with MLB. Um, so I've been enjoying I, it. I need one of those games at all times on the side. Like, even when I was playing Lego, I'd be like, I need the turn off your brain game. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're good. Like, just turn off your brain. Yes, like, sports games are tough, but I even find Assassin's Creed games to turn off the brain game. I'm turning yep. it on when the story's happening, but otherwise I'm just point A, point B, murder people on the way, and collect a bunch of things. Let's be honest. That's what Assassin's Creed is. You are mm-hmm. a rampaging serial killer collecting things throughout a world. And occasionally you just wake up in present day and you're very confused about what's going and on. And you that's sleep enough. with a bunch of people. Yeah, that, that's yeah, all you I mean, do in that game. There you go. Assassin's Creed in a nutshell. So everybody, thanks so much. Let us know what you're playing. Let us know in the comments what you're playing this weekend, what you're going to be playing between now and the next show. But we got to slam the brakes, my friend, because we have so much news to talk about. And the majority of it focused right in on PlayStation Plus. Facts. Let's start Let's start with uh, the, the hashtag old, the, the, the PlayStation Plus as things stand. Coming from the PlayStation blog itself, we have our PlayStation Plus games for May. We are getting FIFA 22, Tribes of Midgard, and Curse of the Dead Gods. If you're unfamiliar with FIFA, that is a soccer game. Uh, Tribes of Midgard is uh, the, Tribes of Midgard and Curse of the Dead Gods are both different kinds of roguelikes. Um, Tribes of Midgard can be done co-op, uh, or you can go up to, to you know a bunch of other players, run around, do some cool stuff. Curse of the Dead Gods, from what I've heard, just sounds like worse Hades, which like I mean Hades is a big is a high bar to kind of you know get past. But uh, I have heard good things about all three of these games. Court. Uh, how is May PlayStation Plus feeling for yourself? I am curious because um, a game dropping here and a game dropping at Game Pass at the exact same time. Very interesting. I'm mm-hmm. I'm hoping that's a trend. I know this sounds weird. I um, Or I'm hoping this means that EA Play is coming to PlayStation Plus. Is that is that something that we're is going to get looped in? Um, because the messaging so far, and we'll talk about that, has been, eh. Um, it's just the way it's been rolled out. It's just been weird. Um, mm-hmm. Because we're getting an EA game. And it's and also it's coming to it. Game Pass. Like, I, I get it. Like, it's it's going to be a huge draw. And EA makes a ton, a ton of money off this thing. Even then, they give mm-hmm. it away for free. But it's coming to Game Pass. It, I don't know, man. Smart. I think it's smart. There's a very calculated move here. So for me, just as a whole, I think this is a really solid month. Uh, I'm not FIFA's target audience, but I will download it because it's a game that I like to ha- like, I like to have a game for when, you know, friends come by and even just something to like hop in and play a couple games of uh, randomly. So like, I'll never buy them, but I'm glad to be getting it. And Tribes of Midgard and Curse of the De- Dead Gods, I both had my eye on. So I'm glad to be able to actually give them a whirl. But uh, FIFA is a very calculated move because EA is lo- losing the FIFA license, right? So we're st- we're about to get inundated with new soccer games. And they're basically trying to make their money off of FIFA 22 as they can before they lose that license. Um, and, and new games start to get into the market. So I think this is a really smart, calculated move. To like you know get players in and get people spending money on their ecosystem as it stands right now before it changes. And if we've learned, if as someone that plays sports games, I'm the uh, I guess I am the sports game guy at Carpool Gaming. Um, yeah. That definitely because um, no one jumped at the MLB the Show review as quickly as I. Everybody's like no, and I'm like yeah, no, I'm in. Um, if every sports game would just learn from what San Diego Studio has done. With mm-hmm. MLB the Show year after year, not just not just um, graphics and gameplay and realism, their systems and the thing with EA and maybe FIFA and and the NFL and NHL will well FIFA obviously, but have said you know what you're 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 making our brand look like it's this gotcha thing. We already have gambling that's inundated into our sport. And there's nothing that can be done about it, especially us here in Ontario. If I see one more gambling ad, I don't. I know. Oh my God. It is on everything. Everywhere. Every, it doesn't matter what you're watching. You were watching Treehouse. Boom. Gambling ad. I'm like, wow. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. Gambling is legal now here in Ontario and they won't let us forget Ooh. it. Um, I don't care. It's just the way there's a lot of gotcha in gambling. And I, yep. I think gambling should be just like uh, with cigarettes. Um, there shouldn't be a loud advertisement for it. Mm-hmm. It, it is a um, is bad. 
Uh, it's not bad, but it can. It's an addiction. Anything that is addicted shouldn't be allowed advertising. Uh, it's just mm-hmm. it is what it is. Like uh, uh, the dopamine hit on gambling is bad. But anyways, with EA, the way their games are set up, it's very gamble, 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 gamble. There's a lot of packs now. Yep. MLB the Show has packs, but I'm a no money spent player. You're you can play this game and get all the awesome cards. Like I got the Vladdy Guerrero. That's one of the best cards to get, and I used all my stubs to get it. I just grinded for a couple days and I got them. Like you can get them. You can't go out and do an EA sports game and grind it to get what you want. It's nope. Mm-hmm. You can you can luck of the draw, but you can't physically. I can be like I can play them with the show and say I want that. I go grind it. I'll go get it. You can get mm-hmm. any card as obtainable. Um, they give you stubs. They reward you. But EA, they just want your money. Well, the problem is, is that so many people will spend the money that they're going to keep doing whatever it is that they're doing. I'm curious to see how the landscape might shift as we get new sports games in the kind of arena because, you know, EA has been the dominant force uh, for a long time. And now, like you said, MLB The Show is doing its own thing and doing it well. Hopefully some of these newer games will learn from them rather than EA and we'll get some, you know, some good competition going because I think I that's been sorely lacking. A hundred percent. Like there has been, um, there's International Super Soccer, which is made by Konami phenomenal mm-hmm. game and they don't get the licensing so you just you create the players you can put the guys names in and magically they already look like them but yep. the mechanics and the gameplay in that are better than fifa there you go so so that's what i mean yeah like in for baseball you don't need a competitor because that will be the shows on all consoles and they're not um, there's no gotchas um i find as a huge nhl player um it's a yikes. It, they might as well just say it's a slot machine. Like 2K, they're hilarious. In their NBA game, they literally put a slot machine in it. Like <laughs> They don't even hide it. They're like, hey, by the way, this is yeah, gambling. Let's get it. Let's go. Well, we will make sure to keep everyone updated as we learn more about all this. Let's move on to our next story, also coming from the PlayStation blog. Variable refresh rate support for PS5 is rolling out this week. Uh, Today, we're excited to announce that the VRR support will start rolling out globally to PS5 players this week on HDMI 2.1 VRR-compatible TVs and PC monitors. Uh, VRR dynamically syncs the refresh rate of the display to the PS5's console's graphical output. Um, It uh, minimizes or eliminates visual artifacts, such as frame-pacing issues and screen tearing. Uh, They also added in a list of games, which are going to be getting support either immediately or in the next coming weeks. Uh, Includes all the, you know, the Call of Duties, Deathloop, we got the Marvel Spider-Mans, we got Ratchet & Clank. Uh, along with a few more. So I know that this is a feature that people have been asking for for a while, Court. I personally don't have a TV that is able to use VRR, but I know Ryan expressed a lot of excitement about this. Does this news do much for you? Are you excited about this? And why does this make things better? I have the shiny shines. Um, <gasps> Gamergram, I know he 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 has the shiny shines. When you have VRR in a game, it makes your game look better and run better. Let, let's just be... It's... It, it's just better. Um, I, I, I'm very interested to see how it works on the PlayStation um, because Xbox does a um, phenomenal job with it because Xbox does okay. do their backwards compat better and gives the free upgrades to 120 hertz if it's there. Um, mm-hmm. It will make your game run the best it possibly can look. Nice. So that's all. This- like that's the, that's the dumbest way to tell it. Like That's dumbing it down. Um, it will make your game look the best it possibly can for your television, but your television mm-hmm. needs to support it. So right. I have the shiny OLED. My monitor does not support it. And when I play, I have a 4K monitor, but it doesn't support VRR and it only does 60 frames per second. And I'm not going to lie. There's a difference and you can see it. Uh, it's noticeable. Um, when I play MLB The Show right now, when you see the clouds and when it's nighttime, it's gross. It doesn't look good on the screen compared to if I just... Go downstairs right. into my basement and play a night game and go, oh, my God. There is a difference. Um, <laughs> if you can afford it, not everybody can. Save your money and get a fancy-schmancy TV with you. If you've got the fancy-schmancy console, I just go get the fancy-schmancy TV. It's worth it. It's so worth it. Yeah, I know it's on my list, definitely. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to kind of test this out when I can. But yeah, I'm glad that it's here because I know a lot of people have been asking for it. And hopefully we continue to get uh, decent support moving forward because, yeah. Do you I like mean, fighting games better? or any, well, any of your dweeb games? There's a lot of fighting in that, right? <laughs> yeah, fair yeah. enough with the action so, RPGs. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of hack and slash and all that. A lot of pixels going on yeah. real quick, right? 
Vala you Pixels. want get a new TV and you want VRR. Like 100%. Think how many things that are going on on the screen. Mm-hmm. Like all that action and all those like Smooth all those turn-based stuff you did and they all mingle into one like blah, like explosion. Yeah, you want VRR. I think you need to get into marketing for JRPG specifically, Court, because you are rocking this uh, this description. I love it. Hey, uh, Wobble <laughs> on Three Dads loves his dweeb games too. Um, I the last I tried the latest Final Fantasy. Um, yeah, I'm just I don't know what it is anymore. I can't do it. Fair enough. Mind some you, Kingdom are... Hearts I played with my five year old and she loved it. So well, there you go. I mean, some people are are of culture and some people aren't. Anyways, I am not. That's um... fine. <laughs> Uh, We finally got our Canadian pricing for the new PlayStation Plus launching in June. The essential tier is going to be for one month, $11.99. For three months, $29.99. For 12 months, $69.99. Extra gets you one month at $17.99. Three months at $49.99. And 12 months at $114.99. With the premium tier being $21.99 for a month, $59.99 for three months, and $139.99 Canadian for 12 months. It's overdue court. This 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 pricing should have come out with the initial announcement, but we finally hey. have it. Um, any thoughts and feelings about the pricing itself before we get into the, the, well, yeah, the new show? This of all all, this? You might as well just announced it all because you know what? You know what? Yeah. This should have all been announced. They should mm-hmm. have had an event, not a blog post. Because yep, I understand okay. we're in the age of blog posts. But you are announcing your Game Pass competitor, and you put out a blog post, then you put out another blog post, and then you Mm -hmm. put out some, like, people had to dig in to find it, and now it's all over the internet, and people care more about what we're about to talk about than anything else in the world, even though Xbox Mm -hmm. did just as a poopy of a job, thanks to our friend Todd Extra. Like, we, we, he showed a tweet, and it has it, but um, it's a lot of money Mm -hmm. of a service I don't know what games, and you want me to give you money, and I don't know what's in it. See, I don't know what else to say. Like you're asking for money and you're not giving, you're like, here's this empty box. Yep. And six things I told you could be in it. Didn't confirm it mm-hmm. and pay me money. So let, yeah, you, you make a good point. Let's get into like the full scope of the story. I'm going to pull up from a couple more stories here. Um, just to kind of paint the full picture coming from IGN written by Robert Anderson. Sony has reportedly stopped PlayStation plus users stacking their membership. Oh. Sony has seemingly disabled the ability to redeem PlayStation plus codes from third party retailers or via the PlayStation store. Some users have tried to extend or quote unquote stack their PlayStation plus membership after news broke that the simultaneous PS plus and PS now subscriptions will get upgraded to PS plus premium in June with the length of the new subscription being equal to their longest current membership. Uh, but after purchasing codes, users have reported that they're being reje- rejected after attempted redemption. That's part one. Then we got an update from the story coming from Eurogamer written by Tom Phillips. Sony confirms ability to extend PlayStation Plus subscriptions blocked until premium launch in June. Sony has confirmed that it's removed the ability for existing PlayStation Plus subscribers to extend their subscription until the revamped service arrives in late June. Um, so when people reached out to different uh, support things, they were told that the situation is temporary. So they're essentially locking it all up until the ascent- the um, service actually launches in June. So mm. there we go, Court. We- it's been it's been a few days of a roller coaster ride because you know a few weeks ago, if you remember, PlayStation Now uh, seemed to go on sale. You were actually able to buy a year subscription, um, but a lot of people were caught in that crossfire because again, we still don't have a clear upgrade path for people who want to just pay well, the difference. They haven't really outlined that. No, well, they did. We'll, we'll, we'll talk. They they put out a, and I don't know where this all came. They put from. out a chart. <laughs> they put out a Sonic chart, pretty much. Um, yeah. <laughs> they they pretty much put out a Sonic chart. Let's let's be honest here. Um, I'm I this now makes more sense. If you remember um a couple months ago they put out a press release saying that they're pulling um you being able to buy PlayStation Plus and stuff at like Best Buys and we're all mm-hmm. just like, "Oh, that means we're getting this new service." No, this means they're trying to block you from trying to get make money off them because they couldn't figure out a way to launch this service without stepping on themselves over and over and over and over again. And the fact that these people were doing the stacking could only do it in the U.S. And here in Canada, we got locked out a long time ago and you couldn't buy any. But you technically, right now, went on, you can go on Amazon, buy a 12-month subscription, but guess what? You can't input it or do anything with it for now until June because they're like, eh-eh, no, mm-hmm. no, yeah. no, you cannot use it right now because they don't, because what they've decided that is whatever the date is you put this in and that's the expired that's your expired date of your ultimate or your premium or 
uh, uh, extra or essential. Yeah, like let let's read this phenomenal, phenomenal chart. Like, come on, man, this chart is bad. Um, it's just I got it here somewhere. It's bad. I, it's, bad. it's mm, it's so bad. Okay, so here we go. One month of PS Plus non-subscriber converts to 30, 31 days of PlayStation Plus Essentials. Essential converts to 31 days of PlayStation Plus Essential. Extra, you only get 20 days, and premium is 17 days. So if you're a one month, if you have a one-month voucher that you bought from the store, that's 17 days of the premium. Um, a one-month PS PS Now version gives you 21 days of the PlayStation Plus premium. And what, what was happening was, I guess, if you had PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now, it automatically gave you premium. Well, let's go to the 12-month, because it's the one-month, the three-month, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. So if you have a 12-month PlayStation Plus voucher, which you could go buy, and guess what? Best Buy, and they never took them down. They're, they're still there. I went and bought Switch mm-hmm. Sports today from Best Buy. The vouchers were still on the shelf. Mm-hmm. It converts to 365 days of Essential. Mm-hmm. So, that's, so that Based goes here. to our theory that we all were like, PlayStation Plus is essential. That's all you're doing is yep. getting the same thing. Then it will convert to if you want, you can just have 183 days of premium. So that's as much as everybody hates this chart. That's not a bad thing. Saying, "Hey, I know you only think you're getting the one, but you can have the other." If you and it's the same thing if you already had PlayStation Now. Now, if you put both of them in, do we get the? Do we you, get premium? Yeah, so basically for anybody who has PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now, they'll get auto-rolled into the highest level. Correct. D- now, right. Xbox kind of does the same thing. If you have one month of Game Pass PC games, you get 20 days of Ultimate. If you have a 24-month Game Pass, um, you get 10 days, ten months of Ultimate. They kind of all do the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. It's just that Xbox has been around longer, so you're not going to be getting old Xbox ones that'll do anything. Exactly. Um, I just... Man, I find it very um first they didn't tell anybody they were doing this. That's the sucky suck. Um people had to like figure it out and get angry about it. Um mm-hmm. it's just it seems very shisty. I don't know, it's to just, me it's shisties. It just feels really messy, like unnecessarily so. Like mm-hmm. again, like we still they still haven't confirmed. Like if I if I have my PlayStation Plus. So my PlayStation Plus right now, I have until like 2024. I copped a year of that PlayStation now because, again, I was curious to see how everything would translate. So I ha- I'll i be locked into premium for the next year, which is, well, which is great. technically, by their wording, you'd be locked until 2024 because that's when your expiry date is. Right. But the question, the way that they've clarified is that I'd have premium until next year and i'd have essential it could convert to essential so they, that, for the following year are they going to send you like an email and say well this is how many days and how much money you've given us well, and this is how much that, it equals to that's the that's the what absolutely boggles me because we they still haven't outlined if i have essential how much does it cost me to go to premium right like where what's the difference do i am i just paying the difference is there a different fee entirely I, like do i have no to one buy knows out? we don't even know the games you well, are literally right now saying, here's a service, and I want your money, but I ain't going to tell you what it is until it launches. Which is just ridiculous, because, like, I understand maybe, if, like, if they didn't want to give us the full list, at least give us, like, they gave us, like, 10 games. You need to give people more than that for if you're expecting them to pay, like, 140 Canadian dollars a year to kind of buy into the service. It's just such a sloppy way to roll this out. The fact that we still haven't had a state of play is confusing. The fact that they're still not talking about, like, core features of this. Um, I, I'm so, I'm right there with you. It may, it if I'm in marketing, I would be like, this is a home run. Let's roll it all out. But maybe they knew that it was going to be this convoluted crazy pants thing. And they were like, well, what's the point of putting out a video? All people are going to do is poo-poo us. The thing is, is like they should have just like ate the difference and just converted people like straight and simple for the people who are in the existing marketplace and then get new buyers in on whatever I, the new price is going yeah, to they're, be. They seem to be wanting their existing... They seem to be wanting to the, the day they flip the switch go, well, this is how many subscribers we have, Game Pass. Yes. And it's a yikesy. Yep. Like, you know what you need? You need a Shuhei video. Shuhei comes up and is like, hey, guess what? This is going to suck. But mm-hmm. here's the games. And like all the games go flying through the air. We get to see all of them. And then mm-hmm. he's like, and here's how you change it. And then he throws up the little thing and points it and goes, sorry. Yep. So like, have even, fun with it. Like, just roll with it. 
I even went on the PlayStation website earlier to see if I like can how what is there an upgrade path available or anything right now right now i can't even turn off auto renew i just get messages popping up saying please try again later so it seems like as a whole this is this going to be it seems like it's going to be a sloppy rollout but let's touch on one more uh story that relates to this uh because this is another just confusing one coming from ign written by george yang playstation reportedly now requiring developers to create two hour game trials Game developers are reportedly now required to create timed game demos for PlayStation Plus premium subscribers. Going forward, any game that costs $34 or higher must have an accompanying game trial for Sony subscription services that last for at least two hours. So this starts to get really weird because there were other reports going around that it was actually the PlayStation Store team that were going to cut the games and basically make this demo. So it wouldn't be any work on the developer's part. But that also means that the, the developers are seeing no extra income coming from their game, possibly only being played for two hours and then left alone. This is like a, they're adding this in their premium tier. This is like one of their incentives that you'll be able to try these game trials out for two hours. But again, the way that they're coming into this just seems so strange. And it's just putting seemingly more work on the PlayStation Store team while taking away possible income from the developer it's just a really it, messy way to implement this i i hate the must have word part yes. of it um 34 dollars too it's, like, it's, it's, like it's such an arbitrary, arbitrary line 100 i was wow look words right out of my mouth especially like i i am a fan of the developer outright games who makes games for kids mm -hmm. um if i get two three hours of that game it can be finished and those well, games see, are $60 games. But for little kids, they love the living daylights out of it. But you're telling mm -hmm. me that because it, they want it on PlayStation, I now get a three-hour or two-hour demo and the game's over? Well, see, the other questions now are, like, I think they did say that it's going to be for first-party games. So some other games may skate by this, unless possibly they're looking to no, be part of No, it sounded like, like, to me, it was for any game that wants to be on PlayStation. Let me pull the the. the if it's only first party, then fine. Then uh, you know what? That's on Sony. That if they want to do that, I and I and I've seen both sides of it. Um, as as someone that grew up in the generation that we had demos and stuff, um, I don't know, man. This is a weird one to me. Like I, I see it from the consumer's point of view, it's fantastic. But from the developer's point of view, this sucks big donkey you're you, you may be right it they're they're not clear they said that it won't apply retroactively mm -hmm. or at all to playstation it's VR any games, new but games they, but it does seem like it might but that's the thing like this isn't even a demo it's a trial and if it's anything like they, what they've been doing before where like the download is part of the trial so you could theoretically only end up playing half an hour of the game if it takes you an hour and a half to download it which is how they've done it before hey, so it, it's, it's just it's just such a it's, it just seems like such an unforced error it's, it, like no this whole thing this whole launch of playstation plus has been an unforced error let's be honest just, here like sony yep. makes phenomenal first party games we are going to like this service there's going to be great things but instead they decided to make it about the service and not about the damn things that they want our money for which yes. is the games yes i don't understand this all i've seen is messaging and i haven't seen any games show me the games stop it Stop yep. talking about things that whatever. We're going to complain about them anyways. Just show us the damn games. Like mm -hmm. make your that, make your make it easy on yourself. You show me the game, I'll shut up. Just show me games. Especially because we're already seeing more leaks and reports of games being added to the back end. Like why isn't all of this just being communicated? I don't know what they're waiting for. Launch is like what, 3 weeks away in in Asia. Like this is an imminent service. We should know well, what's coming to it. Mostly Martinez. It is not a demo. They are asking them to give two-hour chunks of the game. The, it yeah, is exactly. not a it's demo. A trial. It's, it's what the is going to happen now is certain games are going to have to do a demo now and make it so like an endless loop demo that the person like oh, like it's come but on. You, think about speedrunners. Speedrunners could finish these games. Are we getting achievements? Like, like I mean, trophies? Like what? Sorry. And that's what I mean. Like you could do stuff like. You know, if the PlayStation <coughs> Store team is then, or if it's, as it's rumored, that the PlayStation Store team is the one cutting these trials, right? Like, how much input are the developers going to have oh, into what's God going on the storefront? Or even a question of, let's say, I'm a developer who's looking to put my game on PlayStation. Uh, I wanted to price it at $39.99. But does this extra layer now, yep. do I price it at $30.99? Do I price it at $32.99 to slide under that and, $34 uh, barrier? Like, so that's a, six, what I mean? that'd be a $60 game here in Canada, right? 
55, sorry, $55 game here in Canada is the barrier that, Jesus, we pay a lot for video games. So it would be a $55 game here in Canada. So one of those $54.99 games. Yeah. It's just there's so many. I think it should be the eight, I think it should be the the uh, the triple A only. I think it should be triple A only. I don't think yep. it's I I get it that they think this might help sell indie games, but I don't think it's true. Nope. Or because at least you can like finish again. a lot of indie games real quick. And if you're like halfway through it, then what are you gonna okay, I'm out. Yep, like you're gonna pay the next thirty five dollars or however much you're going to be paying. To am I just getting a discount? The game. If I finish, if I play this demo, am I getting a discount on the game? And then is the mm, man? There's way this, too many questions. This to me just feels like them going like, fine, okay, we'll do Game Pass. Here you go. Rather than them actually backing it properly, but I guess we'll find out more. This is the the service. This launch is imminent, so I'm hoping we'll have a game list soon and not day one of the actual you know, launch. You know what's funny? There's a comment in there from the Snack Network, and he's he's not wrong. Xbox has done a very good job marketing this gen. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Like rock stars. They yep. have stumbled a lot on the launch of their games besides Forza. PlayStation has put out phenomenal games, but their messaging has been brutal. Yep. yep. Brutal. It's, it's so frustrating to see. Combine the again, two and like- we get super duper console and best messaging ever. Or we get the worst messaging with not great games. So that's also a possible <laughs> wow. black Don't, hole. I was trying to go on the nice side of that. I know. Um, all right. Let's touch on uh, a couple more stories here before we close out. We'll keep you guys posted as we learn more about whatever this is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, seemingly, again, going along with the weird moves that PlayStation may or may not be making, coming from IGN, written by Ryan Dinsdale. PlayStation has created a game preservation team. Uh, revealed by a new employee's Twitter and LinkedIn posts, the division will focus on perver- preserving PlayStation IPs to, quote-unquote, ensure our industry's history isn't forgotten. Um, and just a little bit of an add-on story, because there was a bit of an update to this coming from Eurogamer, because, again, the industry took off this news and ran with it. Mm-hmm. Um, Sony's new games preservation engineer addresses his job role, coming from Ed Nightingale. Um here we go. For anyone asking what game preservation is slash what I do, I did a GDC talk a few years ago. My work is similar. So essentially, uh, he did his talk talking about how games can be still be brought back and played after 100 years of storage. It's about storing the tools, data, documentation, servers, clients, and compliers necessary to recreate a game from scratch, but basically saying to be determined on how much of this is going to go into something like emulation, but he'll share it when he can. It's only his second day at work. So obviously... Game preservation is fantastic. I, there's literally no argument against it. Just letting people be able mm-hmm. to play the games in perpetuity going forward. Yep. Xbox has been very vocal about their support in game preservation and making mm-hmm. sure that these games from old generations are able to play. PlayStation, again, Xbox pretty much has went been rock stars. Let's be honest mm-hmm. here. They've been rock stars Jim, with it. Yep. Jim Ryan went, old game is old. We don't want it. And now they're seemingly building out a team. Again, whether this is for their own internal side so that they have access to their games or whether this is something that... I mean, does this make PS3 emulation on PS5 somewhat possible? Does this mean that we're going to get more uh, classic games? I don't games? think it makes it possible. We already know it's not as of right now. Like, from what I understand is I a friend of mine who has the emulator, when you run it on your, high, like, high-end, high-horse PC, it, like, it makes it work. It makes that PC work hard. I Dude, think what the- this means is moving forward, PlayStation will never do a PlayStation 3 ever again where they do, hey, let's make it so proprietary that we can, no one can use this thing unless they're us. Yes. They want to yes. make it so like it can go to PC. It can be kept. Like when they first j- said about this, I just thought about a bunch of Ryan Turfords in a room going, okay, how can we figure out how to keep all these games from my, like, you know what I mean? Like, cause he, yeah. he, so he knows so much about games. So it's, it's great, but it sounds like a lot of just word salad to be like, look at us. And yep. until they do stuff, I don't, I don't care. Do something. Make I, yeah. it so I can play Infamous on my PS5 and I don't have to play it over a stream. Well, that's the thing. Like, the Steam Deck can even run a, PSC, a PS3 emulator. You can I, play... Thank you. Like, a number of games on that. Why can't the PS5? But thank I guess you. we'll see. We'll, we'll see what messaging comes from this as it goes. We're going to touch on one well, last hold on, story. Hold on, Matt. We, get... we know what yeah. messaging will come from this. PlayStation's very good at showing. Their messaging is so bad. Yep. Except our friends at PlayStation Canada. They are amazing. They are wonderful. Uh, one last story that I'm curious to hear your take on, Court. Um, and because it's something I'm actually surprisingly excited about. Coming from Rebecca Valentine over on IGN. Disney Dreamlight Valley, a free-to-play Disney life sim adventure revealed for what? PC and consoles. Disney fans, buckle up. Where Today, did I Game not Loft see has, this? Gameloft has announced an 
an upcoming new Disney and game Disney and Pixar gaming project, a life sim adventure game called Disney Dreamlight Valley. It's coming to PC and consoles in 2023. It takes place in the titular Dreamlight Valley, where a bevy of Disney and Pixar characters have lost their memories after a mysterious event called the Forgetting. Oh my God! So it's like full that, of strange... that, that television show that they already did. Okay, right. So basically, players will be able to customize their own character, build friendships with the Disney characters, and help them recover their lost memories. Uh, you'll be able to do stuff like fishing. Uh, you'll be able to do mini games and hang out with the likes of Goofy, Ariel, Mickey, and so on and so forth. Uh, cooking activities. You can customize a house. It's basically Animal Crossing, but free to play and Disney. They said that initially when the game comes out, there won't be too many monetization <laughs> aspects. They're saying they're saying it's going to be non-aggressive, um, and then they're going. But their plan is. Oh my god, that made my COVID come back just by right? you saying that. So basically, they said that it was going to launch with four worlds that you can go to. I think they confirmed Moana. I'm watching. Uh, I'm watching the trailer. By the way, I'm I'm literally watching the trailer. Yeah, and then a second one that I forgot. And it's then uh, frozen. For monetization. Frozen. It has to be. There's frozen. a whole snow level that she just walked through. Yeah, so they're planning on ha- launching with two. That they're going to be four. No, they're going to launch with four, and then they're basically going to be adding Ma- on expansions. So, um, and those will be the paid aspect of it. Frozen, Lion King. Is the one so Frozen Lion King are in the trailer, uh, Moana's mm-hmm. in the trailer, and Ratatouille. There's your there's your four because the, the city that makes sense, and then the rest of it, it's all going to be paid in the long run. But is my daughter going to play this with me, and we're going to play the Living Daylights out of this game? Heck Hell yeah! yeah. Like I'm going to play a lot of this game. It looks it looks great. It looks cute. It right? looks like fan. It, yeah, I, I I wouldn't. Yeah, sure. Actually, no. That almost looks like. That almost looks like Hercules out there, Hercules world there, because this is a whole mountain. Um, yeah, so this looks good, right? It's gonna be free to play. I'm definitely gonna hop in and take a look. It's basically Animal Crossing, but with Disney characters. Why not? Uh, but Court, let's slot this into Stick Shift to remind people of uh, our Dude, current hype list. This we have just Digimon hit, Survive. This just hit number, number one. one hype. Number, number one, one hype, hype for me. For All me, right. number one. It, that's for okay. me. So if you don't have it as number one, then it won't be number one. So we have, as the list stands, Digimon Survive at 1, Tales of the Borderlands at 2, Jet Set Radio slash Crazy Taxi at 3, and Shadowrun Trilogy at 4. For me, my hype for Digimon Survive is higher, but I'm really happy to slam this into, into number 2. Yeah, because really I gave you number have- 1. Like this, I, I truly think, as a parent, um, like Sean Capri is going to play the Living Daylights out of this. I'm going to play right. the Living Daylights. Kato is going to be streaming this bad boy. Like, it's going to happen. This I'm going to play it. Why not? Oh my god, we're gonna have a community night with this game. This it'll look yes. fun because think about it. You create your own character, so we're all gonna have our own avatars. This looks great. Mm-hmm. So that's what it I mean. It could also 20- be a, a cash cow and, and terrible, but we'll it could be. We'll but see. like you know, even here's you want to make a snowman. Hey, cost you twenty five dollars. Yeah, they said that the in-game shop you can only buy with in-game credits and stuff. So they're they're talking about it not being too hungry, but we'll see when the time actually comes. Uh, let's let some of our friends into the carpool, my friend. As we close out the show, we have three. We have a couple questions we're gonna go over. Number one, coming from Fulia over on the Discord with Xbox outselling PlayStation at the moment. Do you think the supply of PS5s will ever catch up with the Ho- demand? Hold Mark. on, we are not trolling. In the comments, someone said we're trolling yeah. about a Disney game. I am a parent. I love everything Disney. That's enough. Continue. Matt. I'm not a parent, and I love everything Disney. Still enough. So yeah, dude. Do we think the supply of PS5s is ever going to catch up with the demand? Yes. Okay. When? Um, well, Xbox has seemed to um, they did they they've cornered the market because I was just at Walmart and like there's there was an Xbox Series X on the shelf. I was in shock. Mm-hmm. Um, they only had one, but it was there. Um, but they cut that deal, right? I think when, as someone that works in supply chain, uh, supply chain right now in the manufacturing side, um, unfortunately, the war in Ukraine has put us all back. Mm-hmm. Um, my expectation would be October or January. And I know yep. that's far away, but yep. October or January. And I'm PlayStation serious. PlayStation... PlayStation already said that their issues are going to continue into 2023. So I think like at the earliest next summer might be when you can actually see these things readily available on shelves where you don't have to like, you know, actually fight to get one. Um, But I mean, yeah, Xbox has it right now. Obviously, they figured out their stuff. Like you mentioned, I'm seeing much more Series S's seem to have been around for a bit. And they're outselling PlayStation now, even by demand. If you went by how much you're both getting, Xbox is outselling PlayStation right now. Yep. 
Back to me, the messaging is working. So, I mean, we'll see We'll see when it eventually catches up because the PS5 is still leading overall. Uh, but again, we'll see what happens uh, in, in, in some time. Uh, over on Twitter, and thank you for the pronunciation and that I just completely blanked on. Nagachaka, I think, is the way that it's pronounced, yes. if I'm remembering correctly. Perfect. Uh, Nagachaka asks, who do you think Cloud should be with from Final Fantasy VII? Aerith or Tifa? And why Tifa? Hashtag Team Tifa. That is Court, a good question. I do not have I am an with you. Team Tifa all the way. Let Aerith go. She is a cool friend. But that that love that Tifa and Cloud had for each other, Team Tifa, 100%. I'm with you. That is the way to go. I think Cloud's uh, hair is um, unmanageable and impossible to groom. I want Cloud's hair. I want it so bad. Oh, I guess we got to answer Sean's question eventually because, you know. We'll, we'll get there. He, uh, I left Sean for last. Okay. Best for last. Uh, one more question coming from Don't, TPR. Over do not on say it's the best. <laughs> Uh, question for today's show. Who's your favorite side character on Charted and why is it Chloe Frazier? Uh, I, I love Chloe, but I think she's a main character. So, yeah. So you saw my conversation, obviously. And, 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 yeah, and so I, I was very confused on this. So I had to do a whole bunch of Googling and, and so on and so forth because I can't remember the villain's name. But he didn't end up being a villain at the beginning, and then he ended up being a villain. I had to – I'll Google him again, who looks exactly like Gavin, Gavin Rosdale from um, Bush. He's my favorite just because he's, he's, he's strikingly handsome. Um, but I had it here, but like side character, like that's, um, cause like to me, if we're going, if we're saying Chloe is a side character and that going, yeah. we're going to go by the premise of the person who asked the question thought that Nathan Drake is the only character. Um, okay. Sully is my favorite by far by like, it's not even a little bit. He is the mm-hmm. old guy like myself who still can kick some butt and makes me as an old person feel that, you know, I, I still got it in me. Sully's still got it in him. Everybody's still got it in him. Um, Mark Wahlberg wasn't a good sully but i love sully's uh no guff attitude and i'm a big sully fan yeah i love sully but i i have to agree um with with, uh with tpr chloe is my favorite side character i love her personality spending that much time with her in lost legacy which again like she was starting there but like given by the confines of the question she's awesome i i love her attitude i love learning about her backstory and her history i think she's a fascinating really cool character i haven't seen the uncharted movie yet so i can't speak to her her. I well, there yeah, you go. Man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love her. She's the best. So she's fantastic. I hope we get more out of her and Nadine in future Uncharted installments. Well, that's Leave what Drake I'm alone. thinking. Do, do you think maybe yeah. our next Uncharted is them again? I don't know if they're going to do them again or if they're going to spoil spoilers, spoilers for Uncharted Four, spoilers, 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 or if they're going to follow Drake's daughter possibly as she grows up a little bit. Um, and then I like Chloe can of, be the Sully. Oh, that, that is an idea. Oh, there we go. That is an idea. That is my dream game right there. We just made it. Put me in Drake's daughter's shoes with Chloe as the Sully character. Ooh. Love it. That's a fantastic idea. Yeah, be a very One good last game. question to close out. Coming from our own at Sean Capri, uh, the biggest Jar Jar fan. Um, he, Jar Jar fan number one asks, okay, handsome men, what's your secret? Skincare routine. How often are you getting your hair cut? How do you stay so trim? Tell us. Court, I'll let you start this one off. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> I get my hair cut every two and a half weeks on the dot. Without fail, except uh, COVID got in the way, so I I don't I didn't get my hair cut last week. So this is this is long for me right now, Sean. Sorry, these locks they're long, um, uh-huh. but I do um, I 100% wash my face before I go to bed every single night with a face mm-hmm. scrub, um, L'Oreal, and I use the anti aging cream with like the and I use the roller underneath my eyes. I nice. I've been doing this since I was in my 20s. Um, uh-huh. I used I think they used to call it. Um, what did they used to? They used to be like an expression for guys that like took care of themselves. Now I just call it normal. Um, metrosexual is what they used Metro, to call it. That's right, it. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. it that's what I used to be called the all the time. time. Um, I also don't use gels or sprays in my hair, and I mm-hmm. use like um, uh, olive oil spray nice. um, to do when after my hair just comes out of the. <laughs> wow, I can't believe I'm out I'm of the oven here. Um, after I've uh, fully um, got another shower. And then my hair is dry. I use an olive oil spray that so then I can put my hair where I want it to be. And then I only use a water-based pomade that can be washed out um, to style my hair if I'm going to style my hair. And nice. I use a sensitive skin um, moisturizer and shaving cream before I shave. There you go. A hundred percent all day long. I try and take care of this. Uh, what I have. Beautiful mug. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree with Sean Capri. You're a good-looking fella. Uh, as for myself, I throw on moisturizer on my face after I shower. Uh, I go for a haircut once a month. I do a hair and beard 
combo. I'll do like some touch up over the month, but I go once a month to just get it cleaned up. And then, uh, yeah, I use like a, a wax for my hair and that that's about it. That's all the things that Have you tried upon I do. Probably. Yeah. I just kind of wrote just like I rotate, but I'm telling you, on buddy, what's on sale and I'm what telling you, you're, you're go get, get the spray, start using like the, the, it's like a moisturizer spray. Um, okay. Uh, is good. All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share. If you want to be part of the show for next week, make sure you uh, interact. Drop us a question on Twitter, on Discord, where it will be in the show notes, or here on YouTube, and we will get to it next week. Thank you so much for watching. Head over to patreon.com slash carpoolgaming to support us even more if you can. We appreciate it all very, very much. Court, if people wanted to find more of you, where could they do so? All right, you can follow me on Twitter, at Court Lalonde, and I got my link tree in there. But you also, every Wednesday, I'm live on uh, Three Dads in a Console. And uh, every every now and then, uh, I do a show called Xbox A. Every now and then. Nice. Every now and then. And, of course, you're running the socials over on Carpool Oh, Gaming, yeah, so yeah, sure you... yeah. I do that thing for that site that I'm wearing the shirt for. Yeah. Yeah, that thing, that 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 thing that you do. Uh, so make sure you go follow at Court in all the places. Fantastic content to be found. As for myself, you can find me over on Burnout underscore Matt, or you can find me over on YouTube.com slash Burnout Brighter. We have a new mental health series going up for the month of May, which is Mental Health Awareness Month, where we're going to be talking to developers uh, who make games about mental health. So come check us out. We would appreciate it very, very much. Court, this has been awesome. I can't, ex- I can't wait to rock with you once again in the future. Um, and we'll see you, everyone. We'll see you on the next one. Peace out. The PlayStation Drive is fueled by the Patreons who truly make us believe that anything is possible. And we'd like to thank the more than 90 Patreons who support us each and every month at patreon.com slash carpoolgaming. With a special thanks to our ultimate producers, mostly Martinez, Dano, Emily O'Kelly, Dallas Ford, Trucker Soth, Jonathan Brown, who has a new album, In My Element, on Spotify and Apple Music, Drew Agnew, who is the host of the House of Mario podcast, Lee Navarro, who is the leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team. The links are in the show notes. Please support these ultimate producers. Platinum producers, Brendan Myers, Becky Ruman Navarro, Skinny Matt, Robbie Bobby Miller. And then our gold members, Tom 4 NKS, Slissy Carosa, Anna W, The Snack Network, Foolish Fuji, Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots, Tony Baker, Mac Time, RJ Kern, Jose Jimenez, Ashley Nichols, Argo, Marcus O'Neill, and Dallas Robbins. To support the PlayStation Drive and get some awesome perks, go to patreon.com slash carpoolgaming and select the tier that works best for you.